1: This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning
0: podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships.
1: Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author
0: who is getting out of her comfort zone, both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners, and nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Welcome back, everybody, to Sex Talk. I'm here with Tracy Cox. The number one sex therapist in the world. And it's an honor to be here each week. I hate to
1: disillusion you, but I'm not actually a sex therapist. (laughs) Oh, shit. See, she is for me. Maybe that's just her role in my life. That's weird. Sex educator. I've got, I've got like academic background in sex therapy, but I've never actually done the whole sex therapy, sitting in a room, counselling
0: people. I've always counselled via the media. Well, she You so, um, do it for me every single day, right? before. You know, we, you know, we talk for 30 minutes beforehand where she fixes all of my relationship and sexual problems and she boosts me up and I really appreciate it. And she does the same for
1: me. And I'll tell you who else I was listening to before we started talking was Esther Perel. Do you ever listen to her?
0: Uh, all the time. Yeah. Yes, she. Yeah. Do you know she's brilliant?
1: She was she was the MC at one of my friends? Um, my my friend went to LA for a wedding with these two lesbians who she didn't really know that well. She got there and she was like, "Hang on a minute, isn't that Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel?" And and anyway, Esther Perel was the MC at their wedding.
0: And can you oh, imagine right.
1: having her as the MC? I mean, bloody hell!
0: Yeah, a lot of the people that I know know her and have done work with her and say she's just brilliant,
1: brilliant. Mm. I could just listen to her all day long Me too. anyway. We can put on Belgium accents and pretend that we're Esther Parole.
0: See, that's why I know I've got to get an accent this year. That's I've got so much to do. I've got to get a whole <laughs> new, a whole new look, a whole new accent. We're gonna learn French and sound French next yes. time. Okay, okay, so we've got some good questions today. Yeah. I'm I'm continuing to be to feel better about talking about all this stuff. It's uh, every time we do a podcast, I get more and more courageous. And Ooh, I think that do. it's it's more and more important that like we that more people are talking about this and that. We talk about it with our kids and America has to loosen up a little bit about sex and start having these conversations in less creepy ways. So here we go. Mm, Exactly. Okay. First question. Why can't my husband change the way he approaches me for sex? He gives me this look that makes me want to run away. It's primal and it doesn't feel good. I want him to start by just holding me and listening to me. But he says that isn't what he wants at that time. Please help us with our communication.
1: Do you know this is one of the best letters that we've got on this whole podcast and I'll tell you why is because everybody talks about what to do when you're having sex but initiating sex is actually more important than anything else because if you have different initiation styles and your initiation style leaves your partner cold sex isn't going to happen Sex is not going to happen at all. And the amount of people who don't have sex with their partners, not because they don't want to have sex with their partners, it's just that their initiation is so off-putting to them that it completely puts them off. So all the letters I get from men saying, why doesn't my wife want to have sex with me? A lot of it has to do with you initiating sex the way that this woman is describing initiating sex. So, and the other thing is, is that if you add on a disconnect at the beginning, which because if, you're, if he's initiating, like, come on, let's jump into bed, he's starting sex hot and you're starting sex cold. So it's never going to be a good session. So this is a really, really important topic
0: to talk that, about. That's actually brilliant. Um, this is exactly how I felt most in my marriage for most of the time, mm. that my husband would be like raring and ready to go, and I would need some type of transition. Of I would course. need, and he would be like, ready. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I just unloaded but the dishwasher. Yeah. That's the typical female-male divide. I hate,
1: I hate saying that we, we, do, we do tend to fall into gender roles with sex a lot of the time. So you've got a case of, in this scenario, you've got a case of like different sexual styles and different arousal styles. So he wants a lusty type of sex, she wants connection sex, he's working on spontaneous desire she's reactive desire so he's turned on immediately and wants you know to go straight to the genitals she needs a bit of time and slower to get aroused and it's the story in bedrooms all over the world of straight couples it is this is probably why gay people have much better sex which yeah. they do and i'll tell
0: because you when you're on the same page yeah and when you're dating you i think as a woman you're more able to have that kind of spontaneous sex because you're normally in a different place or you're not in your bedroom or your home. But mm-hmm. I have felt now that I've started dating, I'm much more open to that type of thing. But it's when you're married, it's very, very hard to for a woman to turn that turn her entire personality and feelings around to just get naked all of a sudden. Okay. I desperately wanted, I desperately, and I still do, even as when I'm dating, I want someone to I want to know how they feel about me kindly before we get physical.
1: Yes. every I mean, it's a natural human thing to want connection before. I mean, sex makes you vulnerable. Of course, you've got to be in the right headspace. And what what the thing that, that sort of really got up my nose a bit with this is that she told him what she wanted and he said, well, that doesn't work for me, which is great that he was honest, but he's not having sex with himself. He's right. having sex with her. So it matters that it doesn't work for her. So it's yeah. got to work for both of you. And that primal look, you know, when she said, when you know he looks at me, it makes me want to run away. I really related to that because when men are so lust-driven and turned on immediately, then once they say you agree to have sex with him, then he tends to run straight to intercourse. So you've got penetration too early before you're aroused. Right. It, sex is uncomfortable. It's painful. It's not pleasurable. So of course you want to run away. So this is what happens with men is that they've got to know that you know, women need warming up. its I say it so many times, luxury, you know, plate is not a luxury, it's a necessity. So that primitive sort of lust is lovely and some women love it. I get equal amount of letters from women saying, um, well, emails, I don't mean letters. Um, that would be really weird if I was getting letters. Wouldn't it? And a bird, a bird um,
0: drops them off in the mailbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Along with the S, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, you've got to, I've completely lost the chain of thought now. This holiday brain, we were talking about this before, it's
0: gone, it's gone. No, so, that some people, that some women still do like primal. And I think they do yeah. in certain situations. But I, and I, I do think I said to Nate a couple times, and he, he was able to listen. I said, I just need you to hold me for mm. a minute. And I, for me, I don't know, some people, a lot of my friends don't like French kissing. I'm a big fan of the French kiss. I have been mm. since seventh grade with Austin Brownlee. I loved it then and I love it now. For me, kissing is the best way to get started, like to really, or like just hold each other tight and kind of have a physical connection before you get butt naked and everything starts to go fast. That has always yeah. changed it for me. And I don't need a lot. I need like 90 seconds of you just kind of a connection with our eyes, a connection by kissing, a connection by holding, and then we can go. But it's, it's hard... To, if you're in a marriage, to just go straight into it after you've you fold folded laundry?
1: You just did a perfect thing then. You were very clear and very specific. So this is exactly what this woman needs to do with her partner, is to spell it out, be very clear and specific exactly as Kelsey just did then, exactly as you just did, because saying, I want you to listen and hold me, is not, they don't, they're like, what do you mean hold? Does that mean cuddle? What do you you mean listen? What am I supposed to talk about? You need to really spell it out and do it in a positive way. Say, I love it when you, you know, when we cuddle before, I love it when we French kiss. I love it when you kiss my neck. You know, I just need a little bit more time than you. It really turns me on when you do this or you do that. And, I think, I mean, there are different styles of of initiation as well. You could have the make-out style where you're French kissing on the sofa. You can do tease me. Some people are turned on by, you know, texting or dirty talk or, you know, before they have sex. Other people like, you know, like power sex. They might get turned on by this is what I'm going to do to you. And, you know, there's many, many different sensual sex, love connection sex, so many different ways. But what I would suggest with this person is that, If you've got such a disconnect where you want the romantic turn on and he wants the lusty turn on, try and find somewhere in the middle to experiment with some of the things that I said. But if not, what you need to do is say to him, "Okay, if you if you're going to initiate sex like that, you have to A, give me warning and then you can take yourself off and turn yourself on a little bit beforehand, hopefully. And B, you've got to give me lots of foreplay. It's fine to approach with that primitive thing, but you cannot go straight to penetration. You've got to give me foreplay. And then what she also has to do is she has to initiate sex and not just leave it all up to him. Right. And then she initiates sex the way that she wants to initiate sex. And he has to accept that. This is her doing it her way.
0: Yeah. It helps me remember that they value the other way as much as we value the way we do. Yes. I always used to think something was wrong with him, shockingly, and that something <laughs> was right with me. But I it's it's good to know that I can see for a man what they want to do is actually look at you differently than a mother and a wife and have mm. just have good, dirty, quick sex. And we need to feel loved and transition out of it in a totally different way. So yeah, I think you just communicate.
1: Yeah, communication's always the way. But but I think also, I mean, sometimes you might be in the mood for just, you know, completely in the beginning, women in, need in much less turning on. Because then also as time goes on, familiarity and all that lot, but also women take on the majority of the role of the stuff that you have to do. Women take on all the work. So we're more knackered. So that's why we need a bit more of a
0: disconnect than men do. Lucky bastards. I'm coming back as a man. I am. First of all, I'm going to only use the word knackered from here on out because that's a (laughs) a word we don't use enough here in America. Okay. No, I think that's great. Try it, everybody. Let us know how it goes with your new communication. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, Next question. Hi, Tracy and Kelsey. Thank you for making me laugh and helping so many people. I'd love to know what you think of my situation. I've been with my partner for five years. We're a straight couple in our late 30s. It took me a long time to find a partner, and I worry that I compromise too much in the end. We get on okay, but I don't feel passionate about him, and I worry I'm with him because it's lonely being single. Our relationship seems based more on friendship than love. Well, that's my nightmare right there.
1: (sighs) Well, I mean, I, I'll put I get my it, hands say, I, I get it. Yeah, I've been in relationships because I've been lonely. Oh my God, I'm so lonely. I can't even see straight some days. Oh, But I mean, we all go through periods like that. Well, most people go through periods like that. And I think if you know that you're reaching out for somebody that perhaps you wouldn't necessarily reach out for and you know that and you're not leading them on and, you know, that's fine. But five years on and you're still questioning, there's a few things, I had a few thoughts on what you should, you thinking about my first thing would be do your friends get your relationship mm, do your friends a are good like, one. because we know time and time again that friends are a better judge of who suits you better than actually your parents or even yourself are you yourself with this person a sign of a really good relationship is if you can say to yourself okay i'm exactly the same as what i am with my best friend or are you pretending if it's there if you're there for loneliness your, your fear of losing that person will make you want to act as though you want, you're you the person they want you to be. So if and you feel like you're be, you know, becoming, pretending to be somebody that you're not, that's not a good sign. And that could mean that you're staying with somebody for the sake of it rather than somebody that you want to be with. Now, jealousy is interesting. Do you get jealous quickly Because or very easily? Because if you're having a rational jealousy over this guy, particularly if he's somebody that you're not even that into that is generally a sign that you have abandonment issues and abandonment issues mean that you're going to grab onto whoever you can so that you're not on your own and that in a in a you know very quick sense means somebody probably left you at some point in your time when you really needed them like a dad who you know left when you were young or something like that do you find other people attractive but lack the confidence to go and make something more of it because if that's the case it's self esteem that's holding you back And also, what made you choose this person? Was it, Christ, I better choose, you know, settle down with somebody or there's going to be no men left? Or was it, maybe my wish list was a bit unrealistic. Yeah. I'd also like to know what she's compromised on, what she feels she's compromised on. Like, is it important things? (laughs) Well, but is it, some women just feel, is it things like kindness, intelligence, or is it, you know, superficial things? Is she looking around at all her friends and going, well, my partner's not as rich and I don't feel this grand passion. And I think, this is what worries me about this letter, I can't decide whether she is yes settled or has this concept of all oh, relationships should be really passionate and right. we need that great chemistry connection in order to make it work because you don't chemistry is great if you've got it but it's not essential if you love this person if you if you like this person if you if you care for them if you trust them you're it's that's they're the things that are going to keep you going longer than having this big massive passionate sort yeah. of chemistry connection
0: most good. Every great relationship and marriage that I know is built on a deep friendship and a deep, deep friendship. And they love them the way they love their friends, but there's a deep friendship. And I I feel that way about my marriage. Like there was nothing lusty about me, but I couldn't imagine my life without him. So that might be the question you ask. Stop Mm. analyzing the, the relationship and just say like, is my life better with him in it? And if your life yes. is better with him in it, but it seems a little bit boring sometimes, you can work on that. If you actually feel like you've given up things that you wanted, I never felt like I gave up anything. No. I mean, okay. I, he drove me insane. I mean, I literally, he drove me insane. And there was things I didn't enjoy about him. But I knew that going in, and I knew that that was the price I paid for the things that were good. So you might just want to check in and go, is my life is my life going to be as good without him in it? And if the answer is yes, that that's that might be an issue. But if you're just feeling like there's no, there's a deep friendship, man, I would kill for a deep friendship.
1: Yeah. And also, I wonder what else is going on with the rest of her life? Like, is her life generally boring? Maybe, maybe she's doing a bit of transference and she's not just in a bit of a rut generally and now looking at the relationship and thinking, you know, this is boring. This is all to do with my relationship. But maybe you need a new job. Maybe you need to try some new challenges
0: in your life generally. Yeah. Maybe you need to buy a toy. I don't know what you need to do dog <laughs> but yeah buy something dog. but yeah tell us what you think though I I think you also might talk to him about it say do you feel Ooh. the same way we're, we're in a rut it's been five years like how are you feeling are you passionate yeah. and passion by five years there is no passion so just know that passion goes not Lusty a deep passion,
1: passion goes Lusty, but,
0: but, passion for yeah. the person stays but passion where you're like I, I can't believe what I'm gonna wear I'm so nervous I can't see straight that's that's a goodbye <laughs> no yeah okay no.
1: Good luck. Yeah, report back on this. I'd love to know what your answers are to all of these questions.
0: Okay, I love this question because I have experienced this a little bit just in the dating world, and then a lot of people I know have this, which I didn't even know existed when I was married. Okay, you talked a lot about women going off sex on this podcast, but I have the opposite issue. My long-term partner has completely lost interest in me sexually, and we haven't had sex for three years. When I try to talk about it, he looks embarrassed and fobs me off and says he doesn't want to talk about it. I'm in my late 40s and keep myself looking good. I feel humiliated that he doesn't find me sexually attractive anymore. All my other friends have husbands who hassle them for sex, and I can't get mine to look at me naked. Mm. Just so you know, that's like one of the hardest things, I think, when you're a woman that wants to have sex and, you're, and your partner doesn't want to or can't or So won't. how
1: did you deal with it when that happened to you?
0: I mean, we just had a lot of discussions about it. And I think a lot of times for the guy, it's layered or they have issues or... It's about, you know, the relationship might not, it, it might not be meant to go forward. So that kind of becomes an issue that breaks you up subconsciously. I think sometimes guys that are really aggressive in the beginning, when they're pursuing you, once they get you, there are people who then sex mm. is really about the 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 winning. Yeah, when the chase, winning's yeah. done, they yeah. they don't know how to transition to having sex with someone that they, they know is going to be with them forever. Mm. I think a lot of guys that, that have never been married or get married later, They've always used sex as a tool Mm. to win someone over. So then, when you're just regular on a Tuesday, they don't know how to, they they don't get the turn on. No, they don't get how to have long term sex. Long term Mm -hmm. sex is very different than casual sex or sex in mini
1: relationships long-term sex is a completely different literal ballgame yeah <laughs> it really is and i mean this is not this is i mean we still live in a society where women are it's okay for women to admit loss of desire but men feel emasculated and they really shouldn't because i did mm-hmm. another quick swift look at all the research and it's still around 25 percent a quarter of all men do not want sex and not interested in sex it's not that they can't get an erection they don't even want to get an erection so this is the big biggest kept secret i think so First yeah. of all, reassurance is that infidelity, weirdly, is no higher in no sex relationships than it is in normal relationships. And usually if a man goes off sex in a straight relationship, it's it's nearly always nothing to do with what she looks like. Nothing to do with that. It can be desensitization because no matter how attractive you are, when people become familiar, you know, your desire for, so it could be that. My obviously, you know what I'm gonna say next, it's probably ED. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's got all the hallmarks of erection issues, the fact that he's embarrassed and, does, and fobs it off. So he's probably, you know, first thing to do there, by the way, is to check to see if he has a morning erection because if he's still getting those, you know that it's at least not physical. It's a psychological problem. But generally, questions I wanted to know, like, did it taper off or was it a dramatic fall off a cliff? Because if it was just suddenly stopped, you know to go back and look at that episode and see what happened. But men do drop in testosterone. The minute they hit 40, they lose between 1% to 3% per year, which doesn't sound very much, but it is. It's quite a lot. And testosterone doesn't just affect sex drive. It affects competitiveness. It means that they don't build muscle as easily, which also can lead to a lack of confidence. So just their self-esteem starts to fall when testosterone falls. It's very important that you get your levels checked, by the way and keep it topped up for both women and men so you know has he been stressed is there any relationship issues is he got you know job problems anything like that and the other thing not to do is stop trying to seduce him if it's not working because Mm. this works if it's because he thinks he sees you as a friend suddenly opening the door looking amazing in you know lingerie and heels can shock him into seeing you as a sex object again right (laughs) Assuming it's not the neighbour, but oh, maybe it might if it is a neighbour. But um, but if it's um, but if he is suffering with erection dysfunction, and you're deliberately trying to seduce him, it makes it, and he can't rise to the occasion. It makes his confidence go down even further. So he said he won't talk about it or fobs you off. This doesn't mean you can't communicate. So I would write him an email and just say, look, I've tried to talk to you about it. And I thought I would just email you. It might be easier. I miss our sex. I miss our intimacy. I'm not sure why we're not doing it anymore. Can we talk about this? And you know, in whichever way is comfortable for you. And then you know, see what he comes back with with that. And then, you know, if he still won't talk about it, you might even broach the physical thing and say yeah. something like, look, is it because, you know, you're having issues physically? You know, my body's not the same as it, what you know, doesn't react the same. So this is all normal. Please don't be embarrassed if it is. And then take it from there.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's good advice. It's a really, that's a really hard thing. And I have a lot of friends who are in marriages where they don't have sex at all. And the longer it goes, the weirder it gets. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's not just like, it's, it's, it's so hard to get naked again and get turned on again when you have had weeks and months and years of not connecting that way. It's so, you know, it feels like sex is one of those things. The more you do it, the more you do it. Of course it is, and yeah. Because you're not That's so, true. it's not a big deal. But I feel for her because I, I yeah. hate that feeling because as a woman, you want you want to be desired, but you forget that yeah. they sometimes, For I feel bad for men too because we know when you don't want to have sex or you can't because you can't get an erection. You don't know when we do. We're
1: mm. And also, can't get an erection doesn't mean he doesn't want to have sex. Right. It, it doesn't mean loss of desire. It could mean just erection problems. It could yeah. mean he's stressed. It could mean we've got to stop equating, if
0: he was hot for me, he'd have an erection. Right. I wonder too if you guys like if you take showers together or if you cuddle Oh my god. Showers together. It's my when favorite thing. You could- oh you're kidding me. I'm I'm that girl. God, I'd nothing I oh love god. more. Get in the shower with me. Let's do I it. I think that's so weird. a It's my. It is my favorite thing. I, I, I think. I think I might oh be weird. Oh my god! I might be weird. Do you know weird. what
1: else? It, you, I'm looking at Kelsey. She's got no makeup on. She just looks absolutely fantastic. If I have, if I got on a shower with a hot guy, makeup <laughs> would be smeared all over my face. My mascara would be running.
0: I'd be in a right state. That would be my idea of hell. No, you're gorgeous. Shower. The problem is, I look the same no matter what I put on. So I have. You just have to take this face as it is. It's just this whole thing makeup. Doesn't shower. help it.
1: Bath, <laughs> Showers, yes. Bath, But yes. we
0: don't have big enough bathtubs here. I don't, I don't, but I do love a bath. I love anything that has to do with water. And, and that, I'm, I'm glad everybody swim, knows Yeah, about. yeah. I'm yeah. a swimmer.
1: You're a swimmer? Look, all oh you have to God. do, I know how to seduce you, Kelsey. You're going to take her for a swim or have a shower, put on some country music, <laughs> and country stroke, music, touch,
0: sp- do all that for the ages, ages. Make sure the lights are off and it's dark. Yeah, See, we're going to be great together as lesbians. This is going to be <laughs> dark country music. Shower. See I don't you. Know if
1: I could do the country music out of See all of on, those things. Listen,
0: you're going to have to deal with it if we're going to be together. <laughs> that's the end of it, Miles. Well, right. We'll know. All right. I think that's it. Keep writing yeah. in. We're grateful for you all. I'm so glad to be learning about sex with Tracy. So well, I'm learning from from you. Oh God, Showers. that's scary. My God. <laughs> all, right. all right. Have Bye a great everyone.
1: day. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts.